WVOW Local News, now. An internal investigation of the Cabell County Sheriff's Department over a child's death will be handled by the Kanawha County Sheriff's Department. I'm Faith Bannister. Cabell County Sheriff Chuck Zirkle announced Friday he had requested outside agencies to investigate the case, in which off-duty Deputy Jeff Racer struck and killed 13-year-old Laney Hudson with his cruiser last week at a Huntington intersection. The West Virginia Sheriff's Association assigned the Kanawha County Sheriff's Department to the case. Zirkle said an out-of-county prosecutor has also been requested to handle any court action over the investigation. West Virginia State Police are handling the investigation of the accident, which claimed the teen's life. WVOW News is brought to you by Logan Regional Medical Center. I'm Tanya Crubb, Director of Acute Inpatient Rehab. Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. Hi, I'm Dr. Wright, Surgical Podiatrist from Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. I'm Romel Mitchell, Executive Secretary, Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. Thank you for trusting your care at Logan Regional Medical Center, always here for you. Mountain Health Network, Marshall Health, Logan Regional Medical Center, and Logan Regional's parent network, Scion Health, announced Friday a new collaboration aimed at bringing more opportunities to specialty care in Southern West Virginia. Through a new Memorandum of Understanding, or a MOU, the organizations will work to establish the first rural surgical residency at Logan Regional, implementing opportunities to enhance health care services for the residents of Logan and surrounding areas. U.S. Senator Shelley Moore Capito was in attendance for the announcement Friday in Logan. It's, it's so rare this day and age, because there's so much competition for dollars, as everybody knows, that you see four large systems in, in collaboration with one another. And that's, I think, the beauty of what we see here today. Earlier this year, the Marshall University Joan C. Edwards School of Medicine and Marshall Health, its faculty practice plan, partnered with Logan Regional Medical Center to launch the nation's first separately accredited rural general surgery residency program. Capito touched on some of the hurdles for families in rural America and why the partnership is needed. The assumption is, well, if you're in rural America, everything's cheaper, it's easier, it's more, you know, it's it's not as hard to, to get to as maybe one of the larger urban areas. And it's actually exactly the opposite. You have to travel, you have to plan. It's difficult to attract specialists, which is what this is all about today, the way you're coordinating with different specialties and bringing that uh, opportunity to already a great, uh, a great system here at Logan Regional. The new five-year program will welcome its first trainees this July. Several Marshall Health specialties, including general surgery and cardiology, have practiced in the Logan area for years. Raleigh, Wyoming, and McDowell County School Districts, with the help of Green Power Motor Company, announced Friday the start of the third round of their electric school bus pilot program. The Green Power Type D Beast school buses and a smaller Type A Nano Beast school bus and the necessary charging infrastructure will be deployed in McDowell, Raleigh, and Wyoming counties. This is the third phase of Green Power's pilot project, which is being carried out in collaboration with West Virginia Governor Jim Justice, the West Virginia Department of Economic Development, and the West Virginia Department of Education. Green Power Motor first announced their intention to build a manufacturing facility in South Charleston in January of 2022. The buses will be deployed over the course of this week, beginning with McDowell County tomorrow, followed by Raleigh County on Thursday and Wyoming County on Friday. 
the West Virginia Division of Natural Resources on Thursday announced the publication of updated fishing regulations and the return of trout stockings to select lakes and streams around the state. Trout stockings officially returned on January 3rd with stockings to the Greenbrier River, James P. Bailey Lake, Larinan Park Lake, and Williams River. While daily trout stockings are not announced in advance, the WVDNR publishes a list of recently stocked waters on their website. Anglers may also find out what waters have been stocked by calling the stocking hotline at 304-558-3399. Updated fishing regulations for 2023 went into effect on January 1st and include changes to regulations regarding delayed harvest and catch-and-release waters. The Upper Guyandot and all tributaries in Wyoming County, Barker's Creek and tributaries in Wyoming County, and Elkhorn Creek and tributaries in McDowell County were all placed under catch-and-release regulations. The delayed harvest regulation was modified to be catch-and-release from November 1st to May 15th and general regulations from May 16th to October 31st. The late harvest sections were established on Paint Creek in Fayette County, Williams River in Pocahontas County, and Shavers Fork in Randolph County. To learn more about fishing opportunities and trout stockings in West Virginia, visit wvdnr.gov. Young men at a juvenile center in Boone County face charges after a wild weekend. WVOW's Aaron Stone with more. Boone County Sheriff Chad Barker says four 17-year-old males housed at the Donald R. Coon Juvenile Center at Julian face charges after a takeover of one of the rooms at the center on Saturday night. Sheriff Barker said the four damaged the room and attempted to turn furniture into weapons. Police and correctional officers were able to restore order. Madison Police, Boone County deputies, and the West Virginia State Troopers were all on the scene. State Police is conducting the investigation. I'm Aaron Stone. A former West Virginia delegate who was convicted for his role in the riot at the United States Capitol building two years ago has announced his official bid for Congress. Derek Evans stated in a press release that he plans to run against incumbent Carol Miller in the Republican primary race next year. Evans served as a delegate for Wayne County prior to his role in the events that took place on January 6th of 2021 at the United States Capitol, where he live-streamed the riot on Facebook. He resigned shortly thereafter. Evans pleaded guilty to one count of civil disorder during a plea agreement hearing in March of 2022. He was sentenced to three months in prison. He served his sentence at the FCI Milan in Milan, Michigan. A woman hit by a vehicle while riding her bicycle has died, according to the Kanawha County Sheriff's Office. Deputies say the victim has been identified as 21-year-old Xavieria Jarrell of Cross Lanes. She died of her injuries from the crash on Wednesday, January 4th, according to the Kanawha County Sheriff's Office. The Sheriff's Office says Jarrell was riding her bicycle on Route 60 or East DuPont Avenue at Bell near the Shillian Bridge when the crash happened around 1 o'clock in the morning, January 3rd. According to the Sheriff's Office, Jarrell was riding next to the concrete barrier in the westbound lane when the bicycle allegedly veered into the westbound lane. Jarrell was struck by an SUV that was traveling westbound, the Sheriff's Office says. Deputies say the driver of the SUV was not impaired or at fault for the crash. The West Virginia School Service Personnel Association will enter the 2023 regular session with a little more clout in their lobbying efforts. This will be the first session the association has gone to the Capitol to work on issues for members as an affiliate of the United Mine Workers of America. The Service Personnel Association Executive Director Joe White minced no words when asked the top priority for his association in the coming season, members pay. 
White said as for other matters, a lot would depend on legislation which is presented. He expected to carefully examine each education bill to determine their impact on members and decide which way they want to work on those issues, with the backing of the mine workers. The regular 60-day session starts Wednesday at the state capitol. The Huntington Fire Department responded to a fully involved structure fire early Sunday morning. The fire was in the 500 block of Hagen Street in Guyandot, fire officials said. The fire department said units arrived around 3.23 yesterday morning when they were met with heavy fire and smoke. Five people inside the home with suspected smoke inhalation were taken to the hospital by Cabell County Emergency Medical Services, according to the fire department. The Department of Health and Human Resources reported 1,351 active cases of coronavirus across the Mountain State in the agency's latest update today. Nine additional deaths raised the state's death toll to 7,730 fatalities. There are 319 patients hospitalized for the virus, and 51 of those hospitalized are in the ICU. Twelve patients remain on ventilators. Governor Jim Justice says his weekly COVID-19 media briefings will transition to regular updates from his administration and focus less on the pandemic. The governor first declared a state of emergency on March 16th of 2020. A day after it was declared, the governor ordered the closure of all restaurants and bars, gyms and recreational facilities, and more. Schools were also closed. West Virginia's state of emergency over COVID-19 officially ended on January 1st. Justice said his COVID briefings will be rebranded as the Justice Administration Update Briefings. He said updates about COVID deaths, vaccines, and other pandemic-related topics will still be discussed if needed. Get local news on demand at wvowradio.com or on your smart device. This is WVOW Logan. Here's the Coalfields forecast from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center. We saw a cloudy start to our Monday in the coal fields of West Virginia, and we're looking to see skies clear for the afternoon hours for today. High temperatures a bit cooler around the low 40s, and we will be staying dry for the for Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday this week. Once we start getting into Thursday, though, that's when the next system move in. Expect temperatures to be warming up as we move through the week. We'll be around the 50s for Tuesday, upper 50s potentially for Wednesday and Thursday. Listen throughout the day or click on tristateupdate.com for more weather information from the Storm Tracker 13 Weather Center.